Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. Uh, Similar to what we did a couple of weeks ago on the third Sunday night of January, uh, we came back together on Sunday evening after our morning worship, and we broke into groups to discuss some of the specifics from the sermon that morning. And this week, that sermon centered around the idea of dating and finding a spouse. Uh, This is one of the first lessons in the series that we'll be doing this trimester on God and family first. And so we talked about some of the important aspects of raising up children and teaching them about what it means to date and find a spouse and what God wants to see in those types of relationships. And so with me this evening is Keith and Tim. They both led uh, some of those discussions this evening. So we're just going to take a few moments to kind of recap some of the things that we talked about. And hopefully this is just a reminder, if you were here Sunday morning and able to hear the sermon and be here tonight, this can be a just good midweek reminder for you. Uh, if you weren't here, that sermon's available on the same podcast feed. You can listen to that. And the four questions that we discussed in our groups uh, this evening, I'll post those in the description of the podcast if you want to reference specifically the questions we were answering. Uh, but Keith, I'll, I'll start with you. In your all's discussion this evening, what was kind of one of the main takeaways uh, from your all's time together? Thanks, uh, John. One of the things that we really talked, uh, we spent some time around was the idea of having a focused relationship uh, in a dating scenario. You know, so much of the world teaches us or wants to push upon us that let's just date for the sake of dating. And while there is some value to getting to understand, you know, the likes and the dislikes of a spouse or of a potential spouse, we've got to be serious about where is this going and is there, uh, is there anything at the end of this that's going to potentially look like uh, what it is God wants us to have in a relationship. We also talked a lot about the dangers of getting into a relationship if you're somebody that's spiritually inclined, if you're a New Testament Christian, about focusing all of our time and attention in a dating relationship with somebody that's not a Christian, that's not serious about spiritual things and the dangers that come with that. Um, And it's not just potential for uh, the temptations of sexual things or the temptations of manipulation or things like that, but it's that you can become emotionally involved with somebody that's not a Christian, and the price that you have to pay to be able to go in the other direction to fi- come back to finding a spouse that's interested in spiritual things uh, is can be very difficult. Um, and Tim, maybe you can comment here in a minute about this, but you know the foundation to all this, right, is understanding that God wants us to have a relationship uh, with a spouse that is built upon Him. So you know, maybe even before we talk about the dating piece of that, Tim, you can speak to the importance that God wants us to have, that God places on us having a solid relationship in Him. Yeah, Keith, you're so right. The thing that we really spoke about this evening in our class is that relationship has to be strong, and it can't be a relationship, especially when you're dating, of, well, I'm a Christian, and then your actions don't show that. You have to live that life because the first person that will call you out is the one you're dating. And on top of that, one of the things coming from that is communication. Mm-hmm. That's something that we said, if you don't have good communication when you're with your children, you can't talk to them about dating if you don't have good communication while you're dating, you're not going to understand really truly who this person is. And then the final thing is communication is key in a marriage. Without that, it'll fall apart. We know, and we, one of the things we said about marriage is 
it's hard. It's tough. You have two people that have had separate lives who God calls to be one, and they join themselves together in marriage. And that's two people that become one. They they have different styles. They were brought up differently. And it's it's really something that impresses upon how hard it is, but how gratifying, fulfilling, and wonderful it is if it works right. You're, you're so right. One of the things we talked about kind of along those same lines is – the importance as as parents, I, you know, I have three young girls at home. I know your all's kids are, are grown, but marriage is, as you said, difficult and it's hard. And there are going to be times where my wife and I don't agree about something. And there are certainly certain aspects of that that we want to shield from our children, understandably so. But they also need to see mom and dad disagree and work through that in a loving way. And that helps model for them what a healthy relationship is, because if they grow up with this fantasy world of mom and dad never disagree, mom and dad never argue, mom and dad are this perfect couple, and then they enter into a dating relationship and they get married and they realize, wait a minute, my spouse and I fought about something, or my spouse and I disagree about something. If they've never seen a healthy relationship modeled and work through that in a godly way, that can be destructive uh, to them at a very young age. Uh, there was another another point that was brought up in our class that I I really, really appreciated. And it was it was kind of centered around the, the second question um, that was kind of about just the way culture has sought to define marriage, dating, love, etc. And somebody made the point that many of these cultural aspects or these cultural things that try to define these relationships for us treat individuals as disposable. That was the word they used. And I thought that was so so insightful and so true that when you, th- when you think about The Bachelor, when you think about celebrity culture, when you think about pornography, they treat individuals as disposable in these relationships. And, and God obviously sees the individual the exact opposite, with great value and with great honor. And so as as parents or, or as people who are giving advice to those who are dating or if you're in that age where you are dating, train yourself to see value in the individual that you're dating. Train yourself to see value in your spouse and, and treat them, honor them, love them the way that God does. And that is very countercultural, but that is really an important thing for, for us as parents to train into our children. And at the root of that uh, is the wrong definition of love that has been brought in. And that's where you started with this, the TikTok thought, the bachelor thought, the definition of that is a spark or a feeling. And sparks Mm -hmm. or feelings change. Sparks or feelings come and go. Therefore, the disposable part of this starts to come into play. And I think as New Testament Christians, it's time for us to stand up and say, we've got to rightly define what love is. And that's the way God did with agape, right? What's best for the other person? And at the end of the day, love is a choice. You have to continue to keep choosing that spouse. One of the things we discussed for quite a while is uh, the, the fight against this is the world's thought of God just wants me to be happy. God just wants me to be happy. Well, he does want us to be happy, but he wants, that, he wants us to be happy as a byproduct of living a life for him that has depth and meaning and that is built upon a true marriage. It's not falling in and out of specific sets of feelings with people that you seem to be having maybe an illicit sexual relationship with. That's why God tells us to keep sex out of those things, because you start to have feelings that are become very, very overpowering and very, very difficult to uh, to deal with later. 
Yeah, we spoke about it in our class that you start dating and you have these feelings and, and they're a beautiful person. They're wonderful. And then you get to know them a little bit more. But then you have, you know, sexual feelings. And then if that enter, enters into the relationship and then somebody that was married brought up, well, then after you're married, you know, then you have children, then you have finances, then you have all these things that pile on top of. And without holding that out and making that marriage special, then it's just another relationship that you've you've had over the years. It's not what God mm. wants it to be. And those other relationships end, right? I mean, if you if you get mad at somebody or, you know, you and a friend have a disagreement, well, maybe you're not friends anymore or you don't speak as often. And, and if that is your definition of what a relationship is and you bring that into a marriage, then we start to see why divorce is so prevalent in this country because we're treating it the exact same way. Well, I loved, and I brought this up in class, I love that you said when you're dating – you will either break up or you'll get married. That's and it. so dating prepares you for marriage. It's it, you're not, not supposed to, you know, just break and break and break. It's to find that person that will help you get to God, get to Christ, and to grow with that person in marriage. And that was, that was telling. When you made that point this morning, I really thought that was wonderful. We live in a society that has just taught us we can have everything to the point regarding statistics. I actually looked this up, and the statistics on divorce have actually gotten better the last couple of years. It was about a 50-50 situation. It got a little bit better two or three years ago. It ticked back up last year. Um, 70% of divorces in the United States are initiated by women. Hmm. If she's college-educated, it goes up another 10 or 15 points on that, right? Hmm. And we can try to draw different conclusions from that. But but we are seeing a society where we are defining success as – not necessarily by the roles that we read of in the New Testament. You know, uh, we're going to have a life that we all have it all. We all have a job. We all have our say. We all have equal responsibility in the house rather than look to the roles that God has given us. It's true. Uh, You know, God has told men, you've got to love your wife in a way that is sacrificial and caring and giving. The ladies are told to have the main role in the home, and we see that. Uh, Doesn't mean she can't have a job, but we need to be hearkening ourselves to what it is God has defined these roles upon so that we can have successful relationships, reverse this divorce trend, be serious about God's work, because yeah. it all starts with our own faith. It does. You know, we talked about divorce on a, on a couple of different instances. That topic came up, and somebody made the point that I, I really appreciated is divorce is such a serious, serious topic. It is not something to be joked about. And we see that oftentimes in, in culture and society that divorce is, is almost a laughing matter in some instances. I mean, movies and TV shows, they're always laughing and making jokes about couples that split up. And that can sometimes seep into even our vernacular. If I've heard it before where a husband and wife, not serious, but you know, they'll say something like, oh, I'll leave you over that or something like that. And they're joking about it. When God says he hates divorce, that means don't joke about it. And, and so we do our children a disservice if we talk about divorce flippantly or if we, if we certainly use it in a joking manner within our home. Um, as, as parents, as husbands and wives, we need to make sure that we treat that topic with the seriousness that God does. And it, it's not something that needs to be talked about flippantly at any point, but specifically in our home around our children. Yeah, a preacher put it to me one time, and, and it just gives the realism. He says— a divorce, you know, you don't come at it with two people. You come at it with two bloody halves. 
because mm-hmm. you put two people together into one and you split them apart and it's just it's a mess and it's hurtful to everybody that's a great point jesus had to say this about divorce uh, when he, it, the question was put to him by a group of people who wanted to be able to get divorces much like we do today at will and when we want and under our own terms and conditions, Jesus answered it this way. Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. God defines what a divorce is supposed, to, what what a marriage is supposed to look like. He also gives the only exception for it, and we've we've made the exception the rule in so many cases. And people need to remember the rule is God hates divorce. Don't mm-hmm. don't let it happen. And there is no such thing as a scriptural divorce for just any reason. Yeah. We only read of one, and I just read it. Yeah, you know, we, I started my lesson this morning by by trying to make the point. Uh, that this is a topic of conversation that everyone needs to be involved in. It's not just for the ones who are actively dating. It's everybody has a role to play in in helping raise a generation that values marriage and understands what God intends for that relationship to look like. And so I I so appreciated, you know, the the topic, the comments that we got tonight from uh, multiple generations of people sharing some thoughts, sharing experiences. And I think that conversation needs to continue. It's a, it's a topic that's so important and, and, and so impactful, not only for this generation, but for generations to come. We need to keep having this discussion. Any other thoughts before you guys, from you guys before we stop? All right, well, we really appreciate you all listening, and uh, we we'll hope to continue this conversation with you all later.